Hello and welcome to the Last Place Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Ryan. I am here with my two co-hosts, Josh and Ethan. Week one is in the books, fellas. Week one is in the books. We are on to week two. Do you want to, Josh, do you want to go over our week one um, dream I mean, lineups? Based on my dream lineups, our totals. Dude, kind of a stink fest for fans. I, I, okay, I mean, yeah. picked for Josh for sure, but I think for like those listening, week one I is picked a Josh for a reason. <laughs> yeah, well, I know. Um, I Josh don't want to do this. Loser, yeah, but... I'm the biggest loser because half my yeah. lineup got yeah. voted out like within a matter yeah. of days. Yeah, but yeah, but, but and, how many zeros were put up? Zeros are like one. Yeah, yeah. were put up this week. Yeah, yeah so I know it, it was crazy. I mean, we could go into that right right before. Was this like the most exciting week of football, but easily the most disappointing? It was yes. very disappointing. That's exactly yeah. how I feel. Like I enjoyed it, but at the same time, I was like looking over at fantasy. It's like, oh, I'm not having as much fun now. It was just so well, like that. That's what my concern was. I was just like, man, all we've had these expectations for months, and then it's like, oh, y'all are, oh, yikes. Yeah, and I think a lot of that, you know, like you said, Josh, it was the expectations. A lot of our big name guys, you know, Lamar Jackson, especially the quarterbacks, Lamar yeah. Jackson, oh, yeah. Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, I mean, well, even, even like, Jamar Hall? Chase. I think Jamar even Chase, Pat Mahomes T, was disappointed. T Higgins, yeah. But T Mahomes Higgins, Jamar Chase, I, I mean, there was just so many names that either put up abysmal points or put up nothing at all in the case of Drake London. Dallas? I mean, that God, was just that was that was hey, awful. Shout out to Arthur Smith though, because in his press conference he said, "I don't care about your fantasy team." That that is a freaking one liner right there. I love oh, that. Oh, yeah. As much it, as I see, it just, because I had Drake yeah. lineup on both of my teams for Dream lineup and my actual team, but yeah, I was big sad. So it was a rough week for some, a big week for others, like CMC. You know, uh, Tyreek Hill, they had massive yeah, games. And Tyreek Hill, we will mention. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, uh, there's winning and losing in, on both sides. So, you know, I I was kind of disappointed how the week went as a whole because my expectations were shattered. But I'm on to week two. I, yeah. I really well, – yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to this week too. Well, speaking of winning and losing, let's actually review our dream lineups here. Um, briefly, briefly, I started up in last place, uh, because I had Andrews get hurt, Christian Watson get hurt, and then everyone just kind of died on my team. So, I, Watson, I thought he was gonna same with Gibbs, yeah, yeah, and then Ethan in second place with 108 points, a, s- a solid lineup, only to be ruined by Josh Allen's implosion. Uh, and then my Drake, night game. Drake London. Implosion. And Drake London. Gibson's implosion. And Antonio Gibson. Yeah. Yeah. Antonio Gibson, we need to talk about because that one, I'm upset That's about. That's I'm yeah. still mad. And then, but yeah. our winner for week one is Ryan with having an insane lineup that ended up being right. So let's, let's go through this, gentlemen. So, quarterbacks. I had I picked Lamar, Ethan picked Josh Allen, Ryan picked Mahomes. The QB one for last week was Tua, and yeah. boy oh boy, Tua wheeling and and, and guess what? In my work league, I benched him for Daniel oh. Jones. Ryan, dude, Why? I know, I know, I know. I messed All right. up. Well, Ryan, I messed up. No, the- that, that completely invalidates See, your dream lineup now, right? No, why would you yeah, do no, that? No, no, no. Ryan no. is actually See, the biggest loser. Okay. So I didn't actually intend to do it. I just uh, slept in a little late and made two mistakes, which cost me the, the week. I traded out one of my, or the Falcons defense. Um, I traded him out to pick somebody up off the waivers Saturday night and Why? didn't put didn't put the Saints defense back in. So, so I didn't have a defense had... for the first couple no, of games. Oh, this is just operating headspace. Why did you know, it is? It was my mistake. When they were playing the Panthers. 
I, I mean, I, I understand. Took, I, no, I had them. I had them in, but I I thought the Saints were going to do much better, and they did. They did really well. So well, they didn't do better than the Falcons. Yeah, not better than yeah, the Falcons. But, who were going up but against still, the rookie quarterback. But it would have been enough with Tua in and my defense to win my league. I made the mistake. It was user error. It's the first week of football, so it's hey, money. Right. Yeah, but yeah. Ryan's rusty. <laughs> but we're, I think we're my all dream. Rusty. My dream lineup, though, were absolutely yeah. So I mean, I mean, you just got the Eckler and Tyreek Boom. You know. Yeah, well, well, let's let's go through and Ridley. Yeah, so let's let's start off with this. Tua had was well, twenty eight of forty five, four sixty six, and three. Like, it, unlike last year, where it was, let me chuck it deep. Let's hope Waddle and Tyreek Hill can save me. Tua was putting it like pinpoint. Oh yeah, it was like, everybody. Yeah, and considering he was like, slicing and dicing. I should have, re- and this also goes to show how good of a coach Mike McDaniel is because Miami really struggled against the Chargers last year. And that's why I didn't really place two in there. I was like, ah, they struggled. It's just a good matchup for this team. No, Miami huh. came out swinging. But this yeah. week, this week is against the Patriots. Oh, yeah. Which yeah. That's, that's a whole that different beast in of itself. It'll, it'll be they, rough. It'll be rough. They, they took a shot at the champs. Or yeah, the, they, the run-ups. They really and did. They made it was a game. Yeah, they, yeah, that was a good game. It was a my, comeback. Min, minus a minus one pick six. Yeah, we could be talking yeah. about a Patriots upset there. Uh, let's go with yeah. the running backs, gentlemen. Your top two running backs. Well, I did. I did it based off our tiers. So our top tier one running back was CMC th- at thirty three points. Uh, he had one heck of a game, which included. 22 carries, 152 yards, and touchdown. Only five targets, but caught three of them for 17. That's enough to basically win you the week. And then our tier two running back, take a guess. Algier by a mile. It is not Algier. Yeah. Really? Who was it? Aaron Jones. Oh, that's right. Aaron Jones got 30. Aaron yeah. Jones, 9 of 41. Okay. okay. Um, One touchdown, and then two catches for 86 yards and another touchdown, giving him... 30.5 points for the week. We we will get to Algier because he was one of our top flexes with 27.4 points. So, man, um, CMC going off against Pittsburgh, that was kind of the shocker. Um, I don't know. I, I was kind of I mean, not. I guess like I thought it would be more like more targets, more catches, but the fact that it was a lot of running the ball, I was like, okay, yeah. that's that's big time. Because that's that, and that's one kind of question answered because uh, San Francisco had a, a few losses on the O line uh, due to free agency. Well, one, one thing to remember though, a lot of his rushing yards came from that sixty bomb that he hit, yeah, which mm-hmm. might be play of the year at the same time. But I, I don't know how many of those he's going to do this season. I would not say much. This I feel like this game's kind of an anomaly, even for him. Yeah, but yeah. It, the fact that he the fact that he can have one of these games when it's not typically his game, obviously it's going to make him running back one for a reason. Yeah, Aaron Jones on the other hand, um, he was just steady Eddie, just st- steady Eddie. Yeah. But he had 13 touches the entire game, and I think one thing that we, we have to be kind of interesting about, yes, because uh, the Hams, he did get hurt. He had 47 percent of the snaps. Yeah, so. Um, that hamstring may come into a factor there, which yeah. After after the episode, we need to talk about the uh, Green Bay Atlanta matchup this week. Oh yeah, that's going to be very interesting. Yeah. Actually, it might bring up in one of our other segments, and then um, we'll bring up the flex here. Algier, twenty-seven point four points, but I mean two touchdowns, but fifteen carries, seventy-five yards, averaging five yards a carry on a pretty solid Carolina defense. In three receptions. Yeah, that's the key. I, I think, I, yeah, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, I I feel pretty confident saying Atlanta's going to, like, go through their running backs through hell or high water. Yeah. Yeah, they're definitely going to be using them. I don't them. think they're going to go away from them for any reason. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it's been effective. It's proven to be effective in week one. So, you but, know, we'll, we'll see as the weeks go on, see if, you know, a defense is able to stop them. But I think they're they're running with the hot hands right now, and they're just going to p- keep handing them off. 
Well, and, and here's the thing, though, too. I think if you're Arthur Smith, you do have to go to the board and say, I didn't get my QB in rhythm. Yes, my running backs are elite, but we can't do this again. Mm-hmm. And, and it I'll... is just fun. But, yeah, yeah, but they're going to lean. They're, they're definitely going to be leaning on them throughout right. the year, though. Also have to understand that you're going up against a rookie quarterback. Your game was kind of in hand for a while. So I so I don't think that's gonna be the status quo for Atlanta. Mm-hmm. But when they can when they can basically kill the game and just like run the clock out, they are going to run the clock out. So that's that's one thing yeah. I say to keep your eye on Algier, especially if you haven't drafted him or if he's in your waivers. I think he becomes a must add. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Okay, let's and let's go to our wide receivers. So one of our flex spots went to a wide receiver. Um, but before him, let's talk about this insane stat line that I will pull up. Your top tier one wide receiver was Tyreek Hill. 15 targets, 11 catches, 215 yards, and two touchdowns. Good Lord. I mean, Tyreek is the yak master. I mean, his yards after catch are just Crazy good. I mean, he jukes out, guys. It's it's funny watching him run. They were. It's t- just crazy. I know in training, he was just they were around in the first half and then came out in the second half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, they were talking about in training camp how it's like he didn't really understand the offense last year, and now he does. And I'm like, oh mm-hmm. my goodness, if that's the case, he's going to be relevant at least another two years. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I mean, I mean, nothing more needs to be said. He, it, that man was just on fire. Now, your top tier two receiver, Brandon Ayuk, which yep. his uh, interesting stat line, eight targets, eight catches, 129 yards, and two touchdowns. Basically, um, I am so sorry, Pittsburgh, but he just straight up murdered your defense um, I mean, by himself. And we knew that Purdy liked him when he came in the back half of last season. So I think some of this was... Ayuk's going to be good, but we didn't know how good he was going to be. And I mean, and see, see what I, I think. I think Debo is done as the wide receiver one for San Fran. I I think it is. I think it is Ayuk all the way. I mean, it definitely today. Uh, today makes it that way. What the only thing that makes me like intrigued is that Debo still had more touches at the end of the day. So because of that, I still think there is something to hold on, but Debo's going to have to make more of what he's given or else Ayuk's literally going to be the touchdown vulture of this offense. Mm. All right. Then our last flex belongs to Jacoby Myers, 29 points for him. And literally insane stat, 10 targets, nine catches, 81 yards, two touchdowns. That was a surprise for me. I I didn't see this coming, to be completely honest. I mean, we t- we've been talking about, oh, is Josh Jacobs going to play, or how's Jimmy G mm-hmm. going to be? Completely forgetting that Jacoby Myers did sign a three year, thirty three million dollar deal in the off season. Yeah, and, and I still have, like him. Yeah, and well, when you have Devontae Adams on uh, one side of the ball, that's going to open you up. For yeah, real, which, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, he, he's out with a concussion, so yeah. yeah. So that's the only thing where it's yeah. nice job until you got hit in the face with a car. <laughs> yep. And before before we get to our week two dream lineups, we are actually introducing a brand new segment that honestly all three of us are pretty excited about. Instead of telling you what to do, we're going to kind of talk about the biggest questions we have entering into each week, whether it's regarding redraft, uh, dynasty, keepers, any and anything, everything and anything of fantasy-related. So this is our big question uh, segment, and I am actually going to start off here. I'm going to ask you all this question. Gentlemen, when it comes to established starters, people that we have thrown their names into mock drafts, all of the time, especially have been just staples within the last few years. Who is one established starter that will lose their spot this year based on week one performance? Okay, I got I got my first one. All right, Ryan, go for it. 
this might be a little controversial. Um, Derrick Henry. I am so I happy you Derrick, brought it up because I want to talk about Derrick I Henry. Think, yeah, Derrick Henry, um, he got out-snapped by Tajay Spears. So that was a shock to me. At the end of the game, I looked at like their their stats and I was like, what the heck is going on here? You know, is King Henry being unseated? So, um, you know, we might see a, a little bit of a change. Um, I think they might be saving Derrick Henry because he's had a lot of injuries over the last couple of years. Um, after, you know, after he sat out most of, what was it, two years ago? Uh, yeah, yeah, two he, years he, ago he had the foot injury. Yeah, two, two years ago he had that foot injury. You know, I think they're wanting to save him a little more. So I think they're going to be putting in Tajay Spears and into a committee situation uh, when they're going to split carries. So yeah, I mean Ty Tajay Spears took all third down opportunities, and that's that's the mm -hmm. big red red flag to me. So it's like okay, mm -hmm. if you're forcing Derrick Henry into a two down roll, we were ex excited two years ago because he was <clears throat> getting the targets. And now this yeah. year, I mean, it doesn't look like he's going to be that way. Yes, he had 15 attempts, but when your snap percentage is 48%, that that starts ringing alarms uh, alarm for me. And I think maybe yeah. they're just trying to get some run just with Ty J. Maybe it could be just yeah. like keep keeping a longevity about him. But <clears throat> yeah, this is not yeah. good for like long term, like dynasty uh, uh, managers who have Derrick Henry or even redraft i think this might be the year you start looking at you know what i'm going to trade away derrick henry while i still can yeah it might be time i think it is i to be honest it's not i might be i think it is because usually with week one like you have weeks and months to prepare for that game and obviously it's going to be the first kind of your first moment of a different color jersey but man when you start having this intention of taking him off a of third down and putting in another running back. And you spent a pretty good amount of draft capital for considering of uh, Tennessee. Mm -hmm. I believe it was a third round pick. So, so not only if Derrick Henry, 15 carries is kind of low for Derrick Henry standards. He's not getting the targets like we thought he would. He's if he doesn't have the full control of this backfield, I think it's done. And, and even yeah. then, considering Ryan Tannehill's play, this Tennessee offense might be cooked. Yeah. 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 For real. Yeah. Ethan, who so is that's your a, it? is a big concern. I think it's going to end up being uh, Monty. Oh, yeah. I, I, I definitely agree with that one. You know, I, I think he's, okay. you know, he's established that's their guy right now. But I mean, we all saw it on Thursday. Like, mm -hmm. We're sitting there watching this kid going, oh, my God. It's a different he, Everything he did. Everything yeah. he did, except missing. It was electric. Like, he missed one hole. Now, and, and literally his touchdown, he would have had a touchdown had he not slipped. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, on the outside zone. Yeah, the outside zone. Literally, it was him in the corner and no one yeah, was going to we love yeah. turf. You stick no. when you don't want to stick and tear your ligaments and slip when you don't want to slip and cost yeah. you touchdowns. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I agree with both of y'all's picks, and especially just this changing of the torches when it comes to running backs. I am not going to go running back. But my answer to this question was Van Jefferson. Because I truly believe okay. when Puka Nakua gets 15 targets, and Van Jefferson's playing. Like, mind you, he's been in this system for years. And when 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 Puka is getting 15 targets, I don't care whether Cooper Cup's coming back. We've seen this offense support Robert Woods and Cooper Cup beforehand. Yeah. yeah. But I really do believe that the, your Robert Woods replacement is not Van Jefferson, it's Puka Nakua. And, yeah. a lot, and for a lot of people, he's on waivers right now, so go get waivers. We've been high on him, uh, and to which Paul used one of the draft picks I traded him to get him, which broke my soul. But I he didn't start him, and that's all that matters. <laughs> so, If I had the pick, I was going to take him, but I didn't have a pick. Yeah, I, sh I should have. Uh, I should have. Honestly, I'm happy because I – 
I think my second round pick made it worth it. But what Puka Nakua, 78% um, snap percentage, 15 targets, 10 catches, 119. It's just that kind of volume. And especially he like he kind of came billing as like he's a he's a pretty good run blocker as at the wide receiver position too. So if he's gonna be open like this, not including your like your main receiver being out there. Yes, he's gonna mm-hmm. he's he has two really tough weeks after this. He has San Francisco and Cincinnati. And to which I think someone's gonna pick him up and either gonna drop him because it's gonna be it's gonna be rough. Or it's going to be a good buy low candidate, uh, candidacy because then after that, after yeah. Philly, in week five you get Arizona, <clears throat> Pittsburgh, by week week ten. But like your playoff schedule, you're looking at Washington, New Orleans, and the Giants, and that seems to be a pretty enticing uh, uh, playoff schedule too. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, so I have I have one more if you guys want to discuss it. Um, I am all ears. Dalvin Cook. I, I think with with how they were running, it's already been. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, 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 never, I don't know, I know if that. I would count Dalvin. I know that, but he's been he's been high enough, you know, drafted this year just because of, you know, His with name. Brees Hall coming off of well, yeah, that and Brees Hall coming off of an injury. Not many people expected uh, Brees Hall to be back so soon. But when he was playing last night, I know, but Brees Hall, he showed up. I know. I would never with Dalvin. Like, you go to a brand new team, it's going to take time to adjust. He doesn't know the playbook. He's still getting football shape. He was there for camp. He has no chemistry with the team. He just lost his QB1. Like, he, he never had anything. Yeah, yeah. Okay. The, the reason uh, why I wouldn't bring I argue, Dalvin Cook was he might was grow. I understand that he was a placeholder. It, it was until yeah. Brees felt ready, and lo and behold, yeah. we didn't realize Brees would be able to pull off an eighty-three yard run in week one. Yeah. Meanwhile, yeah. Brees was just standing in the back, like guys, I've I've been ready. What do you mean? Until I've <laughs> yeah, yeah, on you yeah. Hammer. He's been on the bench, going, uh, guys, I've been ready since like training camp. So let's go. Yeah, I, don't I mean, even know what yeah, I just wanted to throw his name in, see if you wanted to discuss that. I That's know. fair. The other one I want to, I mean, I'll bring up another one because this is the most beautiful <clears throat> one is Antonio Gibson. Okay, and it's yeah, just, I mean, he was like I, the theoretical starter. He he was we hope he was going to be the starter because we know that he's just better than Brian Robinson. But Ron Rivera is the bane of like football coaches. He's where good players yeah. die. The, but I gotta issue, say, I mean, Brian, as as Brian Robinson. Little... Yeah, but I gotta say, Brian Robinson actually looked pretty decent out there. Like he, he wasn't great. He wasn't explosive. But that's the thing. Like Brian, he was he was okay. Decent. Brian Robinson is only okay, and they're I, still yeah. start him over. He can be electric. Brian Robinson. Yeah, he's is a, good, a lot he's like a good RB too. Yeah, Brian Robinson's a lot like TJ Yeldon. Is where it's like he does everything good. There's not like one elite thing to it. Uh, like to his game, but when he does everything good and he's consistent and steady, like you have no choice but to play him. Like he, like yeah. what's crazy is that it wasn't a, even a 50-50 split. He got sixty-one percent of the snaps, nineteen carries, fifty-nine yards, not the greatest. Two targets, one catch for seven yards, and that's his only I'm touchdown. So <clears throat> yeah, and so it's not like what he's doing is lighting the world on fire. And we all love Antonio Gibson for what he can be. But what happens when the player who can be doesn't be? Now, he he just needs to leave. He just needs to go somewhere new. Ron Rivera is awful. I hate Ron Rivera. He sucks. He's the worst. There's a reason why he's in Washington. He's a part of that old group that sucked too. Everything about Washington sucks. All of you can suck it. If you like Washington, you probably suck it. And uh, hey, Ethan, <laughs> uh, I was just going to say, uh, Ethan, tell us how you really feel. I think so, Washington. Um, <laughs> I mean, I will say, like, I I'm pretty I like disappointed in about that it. offense. I'm uh, to be honest, I'm actually pretty disappointed in that offense, largely because if you're playing Arizona, bro. That's what I'm. Uh, that's we where I'm like. Get into that. You're playing Arizona, who had Josh Dobson in a QB. Like, come on, and you barely yeah. win that. Barely. 
Yeah, and Josh Dobbs was Josh traded Dobbs. to um to Arizona two weeks ago. Yeah. Like, come on. So come the on. fact that it was a close game at all is kind of insane to begin with. Ryan, um, sure. Yeah. What is Ryan's big question? Um all right. So my big question after last night's game, what are the Jets gonna look like with Rogers out for the year? What's going to happen with Garrett Wilson, (laughs) Brees Hall? They're going to win in overtime, baby. What do you mean? Come on. I know. I know that 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 looked really, that looked really good. Like mainly their defense looked fantastic. But I'm talking more on this the offensive side. I mean, what is what is up with Garrett Garrett Wilson? Like, well, well, uh, hang on. That's the thing. Like Zach, that's, a, that's the big question. I think that's what we saw. He was not in rhythm. <clears throat> it was kind of thrown onto him. Like literally, mm-hmm. you don't expect Rogers to go down in the first drive. So I think four he had plays to, in. Yeah, I think he had to hit like a mental reset and then get in rhythm. And then after that, he looked okay. Like towards the end of the game and into overtime, he looked good. He had a couple yeah. of adjustments. So I was like, okay, Zach Wilson of last year wasn't making that adjustment. So yeah. there's some there's he is taking stuff from Rogers Rogers, which is great. I think when it comes to this offense, I think they will go run heavy, especially when you have Dalvin Cook and Brees Hall. And then yep. Michael Carter for, uh if you want to add a couple like a spice here and there. Um but really the big thing that I am concerned about is will the Jets look out <clears throat> like for someone else? They do have an- another quarterback um that's that's their designated third quarterback. Well, he'll get moved up. But I think the reason why I am not totally like out on Garrett Wilson, Brees Hall, Dalvin Cook is because I trust Nathaniel Hackett way more than Michael yeah. Floyd. Like by a yeah. mile. That's, and, that's... I, and I and we've seen in in just history just uh Nathaniel Hackett being able to work with the quarterback and especially even though Rodgers may not be playing, Rodgers from Monday to Saturday can help can help well, Zach Wilson also, be like, look yeah, at this. Well, and he's pretty much going to be another... Talk. Give him a headset. Yeah. Put Rodgers well, and, and let him... And, and having, having Rodgers in that locker room as kind of a confidence boost as a, a pseudo QB coach for Wilson. Exactly. You know, yep. That'll really help him. Having that mentor there to help teach him, help coach him, say, hey, kid, calm down, focus on the playbook, focus yeah. on this. You got this. You know, having that in the locker room, he didn't have that the year before. So, you know, having all of that backing him up, I, it, it might end up being a decent year for, for Zach Wilson. He might He might be a potential sleeper. No, I think so. I was going to text you, Josh, too, after you got injured, but I wanted to wait. And I was just going to text you and say, what was that about our awful trade? Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> Look, I mean, it, it at points looked rough yesterday, but I am fully convinced that like that scheme was it, it, there was no backup plan for Aaron Rodgers to lead five plays into the season. So there's a, a lot yeah. of the checks, a lot of the, th- the game plan specific stuff kind of went out the window when Rodgers went out. So as far as your yeah. question, Ryan, I think Garrett Wilson definitely takes a hit. I think we're talking tier two, but maybe low tier two. It may take a little bit of time uh, for yeah. it to get going. But uh, but Brees Hall, Dalvin Cook, I think you can actually – we can start talking tier one status for Brees Hall. Yeah. Um, it's just they can Well, if he keeps get... running like he did last night, yeah. Yeah, exactly, Definitely. which – Well, yeah, when you bust an 80-yard run, like, okay. Yeah. Like exactly, and and I think Dalvin Cook looked really good too. So it was it, so it wasn't like that. There's he was, a, like he he was able to make it work. Uh, so I think <clears throat> Dalvin Cook is a much better yeah. uh, running back too than Michael Carter was. So I think you have a really good one-two punch there. Yeah, and I think if you're gonna uh, still bring in Michael Carter just to keep those two fresh, you can run. You can run the ball. Actually, running the ball might be the best thing for you to do. Especially when you have a Bills team that's too Josh Allen centric yet again, where Miami can score from at will, and then the Pages can also drive down the length of the field. You might need to keep running the ball just to keep these <clears throat> offenses at bay. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, with that, gentlemen. Well, Ethan. I know. I know. No, I know. Oh, I know. I got you. I got I you. I, got I have you. a question. I have a question. Is the NFC South actually a good division? After we what we've seen in week one. Not to overreact, but are they actually a good division? Because you just watched the Saints beat the Titans. That's still a good football team. Yeah, Tannehill had potentially the worst game of his life, but the Titans are still a good football team. And then you had the Buccaneers upset the Minnesota Vikings. Who okay, I I wanna I wanna put a little thing in here for the Vikings defending yeah, yeah. that. Go, go ahead, go ahead. They made no, no, no. They made a they made a lot of mistakes. And you know, a lot of that was error on our side of the ball. It wasn't caused by Tampa Bay. So I, I want to say that like a lot of the turnovers was because of errors on the Vikings side and not disruption from Tampa Bay. So I think there's a little bit of a uh, deception in that, not intentional deception. I, I mean, like it, the Vikings are better than they looked on, on Sunday. They are. And I think it showed in the passing game in the first half. I think they just needed they they just need this game. It's it's a warm up for them. And it sucks that they lost. And it was kind of concerning them not seeing them have their the magic that they had last year in the fourth quarter. But you know, I think they're still a good team. But I, I think the Bucks are kind of hyped up a little bit by this and by the Vikings' mistakes. And, I mean, that's how football is. You know, you capitalize on the mistakes of the opposite team. But, you know, um, I think the Bucks are a decent team. I just don't think they're as good as they looked on Sunday. I mean, uh, let's let's take it from this pers- perspective. I think we can all agree that the NFC South is better than the AFC South, right? Yes. Okay, so that so they're at least not the worst division. We'll take that. That's um, is it is which division is better, NFC North and or NFC South? Probably the North. Probably, probably the North. And then how about the? But, NFC and that's East? why I'm just bringing it up now before we get deeper into this. Uh-huh. Of is are they actually a good? Because I mean, down the line, it can be exactly like you say. Like, yeah, the NFC South. If you were to ask me right now, is better. But if the Saints, Falcons, and potentially Bucks keep trending the way that they're trending, because I mean, that that Atlanta defense was legit. It was solid. It was it solid. Was legit. Surprisingly, I mean, so I mean, I I would have been shocked <clears throat> if they weren't legit with how many different de- uh, defensive additions they added to that team. But I mean, let's go. Let's just take this by team by team. If the NFC South is maybe the sixth or seventh best division in the league, they still have, I say, three good. Uh, I uh, let me think. They still have at least two good teams: New Orleans, Atlanta, for sure. Tampa, mm, I, I think, is a lot better than what people were expecting to be. Yes, and yeah. I think I, I agree think with ba- that. Yeah. Baker give Baker is giving like a under like a almost like a a really a really like. I don't know how to say it, but like almost like a like an underdog mentality to it, a, a, a walk on mentality. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I think that's actually been that's helping that offense. Like Mike Evans had a good game um, this past week, especially when it comes to fantasy. Yeah, yeah, and, he didn't even get that touchdown either, which yeah, is he, surprising. Like, which he, that's big. He was literally always, inches. He has always been the one that's been so dependent on, on those touchdowns. But if we're looking at like Mike Evans here, 19 points total, but 10 targets, six catches, 66 yards, 6.6 average. Got to add the extra sixes in there or else we're cursed. Got the touchdown, but <laughs> averaging 11 yards a catch, like he's still going to be vertical down the field. Um, now, Tampa may have it more interesting because. I am concerned with that run game. I am concerned with Rashad White. But overall, good team. Atlanta, it really depends on Desmond Ritter. Last uh, This past Sunday, 
I think there's still questions. I don't think anything's been answered yet. But when yeah. you, Algier, Bijan, it's your best position group on the team. And then at wide receiver is to be determined whenever Drake London can catch a pass. Not his fault, though. Um, but yeah, he, it was Arthur Smith's fault. And and that's what Arthur Smith was talking about, too. Like, or just early on in the game, he made the decision that we have to run the dang thing until we yeah. can figure out how we're going to counterpunch. And then they counterpunched mm-hmm. in the second half. Pitts started doing well. Yeah. Uh, Matt Collins started doing well. I mean, I think, I mean, this is what we talked about earlier. Atlanta's going to play through their running backs as they figure out the receiver connection. And I would yeah. say for a lot of these run heavy teams that you have to, just because you run heavy doesn't mean you disregard the passing the ball. It, it, if anything, that means that passing the ball has to be even better than what you're than running the ball because well, it has to be ready at a moment's notice. Josh, so, it was mm-hmm. watching that offense was like watching the 0 and 10 lines, sagging oh. line. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh, speaking of it's it's like, oh, I wonder what they're going to do. Oh, the same run play again. Oh, sick. You know, it's like he, he does as much as he's like, I don't care about fantasy football. It's like, okay, Arthur Smith, but do you care about like actually figuring out uh, a passing attack? Like, do you care about that? Because you can't just run the football 100% and win in this NFL. You can't. I'm I'm just going to go and tell well, you right definitely, now. Definitely not when you, you know, meet up with high-energy passing attacks like Kansas City or – Yeah, you, you know, can't. You just can't. You can't. I mean, it, it will not work. So I, I understand on them. one hand, yeah, you don't care about fantasy football and you're going to do whatever it takes to win. Okay, cool. But you need to have a passing attack figured out for some of these games because you will need it to win. Now, yes, Desmond Ritter is definitely already an upgrade over Mariota just because he takes care of the football, which that's all Atlanta wanted to see last year. They would have been in the playoffs if Marcus Mariota would have just taken care of the football. So we've already taken that step forward. You've seen the defense take a step forward. I don't know. I I think they're going to be – a a team to watch, but they they're need gonna, to. They're going to be a tough out. Mm-hmm. I, I think for sure. Yeah. I, I would not be surprised if we see the division winner at ten and seven. Is just how my feeling is. I think you might have like yeah. ten and seven, yeah, two that, teams that eight and nine or nine. Probably between ten and eleven. I'd be surprised to see an NFC South team with twelve wins. And we, yes, we talk about even like the like a like abysmal passing. I mean, Desmond Ritter still threw eighteen times. There were points last year where they were just simply not putting the ball in Mariota's hands. And yeah. I think well, that's kind couldn't. of, yeah, they like they absolutely couldn't or something bad was going to happen. But the fact that Algier got 15, Bajan got 10, like it, it wasn't like this carousel like it was last year where it was like Cordero for 12. Um, and then um, uh, who was it? Algier would get like 8 to 10. And then their other running back whose name escapes and it was getting like six. And it was just this carousel of oh, we're just going to run the Caleb yeah, Huntley. Caleb, Caleb Huntley, thank you. Yeah, yeah, there you go. And so, so the, all news Falcons. Yeah, yeah, all news Falcons is going to be. Even if it's obscure. So <laughs> this feels, I mean, looking at Desmond Ritter's stats here, it almost feels it was too safe. So now you just got to get Desmond Ritter to go just rip it, dude. Like just. Yeah, yeah, just have some confidence and go play. Yeah. And I think this is a big week, though. Because you're going to see them against Green Bay. I think that's going to be very telling. And then you're going to have the Panthers and the Saints. And I think that's going to be very telling. The Tampa Bay-Chicago mm-hmm. game, not so much. Because Chicago looks like they still have some soul-searching to do. Yeah, they saw but, Justin, like, yeah, literally Justin Field throwing 37 times and only three of them going past 10 yards, which eh, that's not good. Um, but let's talk about, I want to talk about, I mean, the Saints and Panthers are the two teams that got to talk about. Obviously, the Panthers are uh, they're they're rebuilding. Bryce Young, yep, still still made some mistakes, but I mean that's kind of what you expect to growing pains. They're probably he, going he to just got a Jesse Bates sized ghost in his face. Yeah, that is true. And then, um, I mean, let's talk about New Orleans. It was a tough, grinded out kind of victory. Yeah, but yeah. 
was is Derek Carr an upgrade over Andy uh Andy Dalton at Jameis Winston? That is a stamp of yes. approval. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Heck yeah. There, that is de- a, a clear upgrade. Very clear upgrade. I mean, well, we- it, I think with that, this is the perfect transition into our lineups. I know we have some of these players that we're talking about. Yeah, so let's go. Well, let's, let's go. Let's get it out of the way. Let's let's get a couple of things out of the way. We pretty much have three people in our all of our rosters. So our our running back ones on all three of our rosters is CMC. Yeah, yeah, we're we're that we're, is, we're, we're, we're all CMC lovers. Yeah. We'll start off we, with that. Yeah, CMC. <laughs> we're confident. We're confident in him. Um, I know my wide receiver too, and y'all's flex is Pittman. Yes. So we, uh, the Pittman reason is why I put him. Oh, your your wide receiver too. Sorry, mm-hmm. my yeah, flex and my Josh's flex. flex. Yeah. That's yep. right. So we both have, or all three of us have Pittman. I don't know if you guys want to say anything on that, but I. I, mean, I, I just think saw the, I mean, Pittman, Pittman I, I saw the light. Yeah, yeah his, his connection with Anthony Richardson is there. My, my and only it's, concern, it's good to see. My only concern is his knee injury for Anthony Richardson. Mm-hmm. I mean, granted, yeah. it's Gardner Minshew uh, it, in the backup. It, it, it's a bruise. You yeah. know, it's not going to be a big thing. He might yeah. run the ball less, but I think he's going to be fine. But here, here's what you got to be happy about. 97% of snaps for Michael Pittman, 11 targets, 8 catches, 97, and a touchdown. And he was getting a lot of the manufactured yeah. t- touches. Like, his touchdown was a screen. Yep. Like, yeah. I'll take that out of Michael Pittman. Like, that gives me hope for fantasy, like, as, uh, as far as dynasty purposes. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, they, he can be used in other ways than what Frank Reich had him going. And besides, like, being the godsend angel of uh, terrible quarterback throws. Yeah, we were just trying to figure out what like rookie QB was going to have a connection with who, and it just happened to shake out that it was Pittman and yeah. Anthony Richardson. And and you know, I gotta say, Anthony Richardson looked good out he, there. He didn't just look like a runner; he passed the ball he well, which was very encouraging. No, because that's 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 what I was concerned with going into Week One, trusting Michael Pittman. Yeah, is it was really all dependent on whether or not Anthony Richardson had the arm. I know he has the arm, but whether he had the the poise in the pocket the, to be able NFL to throw balls to Pittman, if yeah, you will. and and be able to to handle himself against a real NFL defense. So and he uh, did. you know, seeing that this week, it was great watching Pittman and him connect. Yeah, yeah. I, I think he definitely did. I just wish Anthony Richardson had a running back to help him out. You know what I mean? So yeah, well, uh, week, week week five. Shout out to the uh, to the owner. <clears throat> yep, shout out to the owner here. But let's go over our dream lineups. We've already said CMC is in our tier one running back spot, and then yeah, and there, there was like, there was Pitt- one more. Yep, uh, Pittman, and then there. we have one more. One more that we all share, and that's. Uh, Calvin Ridley, all of us look just raved took, about it. It took you one game to realize, week. oh no, this guy's moving different. Um, and you know, I I saw, um, I saw somebody say, you know, like, uh, Chase. Oh my God, um, Kirk, Kirk is still their wide receiver one, and I'm like, nope. no, 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 <laughs> no. The way Ridley, the way Ridley played. And Kirk really. was forgotten. He was forgotten. Well, like, as an uh, the fan, I'm Jacksonville. Thank you for the second round from how much you're going <laughs> to Calvin Ridley. Yeah, well, Calvin Ridley, 81% yeah. of snaps. Let me look up Zay Jones real quick because I think the surprise was Zay Jones over. Yeah. No, so, I think Evan Ingram was more surprising. Well, it's just whenever Evan they went Ingram in 12 personnel is asked. where they took Christian Kirk off. Yeah, Zay Jones, 89% of snaps. So Christian Kirk, I, for him getting seventy-two um, million, they went out and grabbed Calvin Ridley in the trade deadline. He had sixty percent of snaps. Like out of the three, he had the least amount. So, I think that's very telling. I think it's um, going to change. I, I do think. Yeah. It'll oh change. yeah, for sure. 
I mean, because Jacksonville is going to play a few teams. Let me look up their schedule real quick. Where, like, Kansas City, I think they may stay 12 personnel a little bit. Houston will for sure be 11 personnel, so he'll be out there. Atlanta probably will be 12 personnel. Buffalo, I would even argue 11 personnel. Um, uh, the Colts again in week six, 11 personnel. New Orleans might be 12. Pittsburgh might be 12 by week. And then you have a murderer's row after that. San Francisco, Tennessee, Houston again, Cincy, Cleveland, Baltimore, Tampa, Carolina, then Tennessee one more time. Mm. So, so I, I mean, based on this schedule, I have major concerns about Christian Kirk going forward. I do think Zay Jones is the pickup as far as be, like not only is he great at spot start uh, from prior experience, but the fact of he is firmly the wide receiver too. <clears throat> and yeah. because yeah. of that, the, he, like there's going to be a game where In- Ingram take like takes off. But that's just going to open the door for Zay Jones so much more. And that's not even including ETN and Take Bigsby. Yeah. Well, with that, yeah, I agree. Um, I'm I'm going to start with my lineup. I've got I've got Patrick Mahomes. Oh yeah, especially uh, especially if he has Travis Kelsey this week. Yeah. So yeah. that's still unclear. Um, I know that they re-signed Chris Jones. Uh, dude said, oh. I, I can give him till week eight and then immediately said, never mind. Uh team is gonna completely drop the ball without me. But uh they're they're going up against Jacksonville. I think that's gonna be a, a shootout. Uh, I'm I'm thinking Mahomes. If he has Kelsey, Mahomes two times over. Yep. I I like that pick. My pick, um, as far as quarterback, I'm actually gonna go with Josh Allen. I think he's not happy with how this uh how week one went, and they get Las Vegas, who it might yeah. get ugly. Josh Allen and Diggs might be going off. I mean, Russ looked sharp mm-hmm. against the Raiders. Just, I guess they didn't want it as bad as the Raiders did. They also had special teams problem. They missed a field goal and an extra point. Or Denver yeah. wins the game. Yeah, Denver wins the game if they don't get just the extra point. I, I personally think that Denver looked a lot better than the Raiders did. Like, Miles better than the Raiders did. Yeah. Uh, I have a question for you because I saw the uh, notification for did Garoppolo get hurt at all during this game? Uh, He did, but not like anything serious. He went out and came back in. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Understood. Mm. Yeah. Understood. Yeah. I was like, I, I didn't see any there. I didn't see yeah. him getting not, hurt. Not injured, but... injured, but yeah, he went out. Yeah. Gotcha. But, uh, Ron, gotcha. All right. So I have hurt. Versus Minnesota, um, I just I, Ooh, I think coming from the Minnesota a, fan. Yeah, I know. I the, the Minnesota defense is pretty squishy, and I think his I think his rushing ability is um is gonna come out this game. I think the Vikings with this uh, Brian Flores defense, I think they're gonna be rushing him and trying to get him. Yeah, trying to get him uncomfortable. And I think that's when he thrives. So, you know, um, I don't know. I could I, see him him getting some good rushing yards this game and putting up some decent fantasy points. I yeah. like that choice. So, obviously, our our tier one running back is CMC. Yeah, RB twos. Yeah, RB twos. Yeah, RB twos. I'm, I'm taking about. Monty. Um, you know, I I really like. Well, they got cooking over there. Um, one second, I'm gonna pull the matchup. And for uh, what it's worth, Seattle. Yep, they're uh, playing Seattle. I mean, Seattle just looks like a bad football team. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I'm I'm gonna take Monty. I think Jameer Gibbs is gonna have a day too, but I think uh, Monty's gonna be up there again in that like 17 point range. Well, M- Monty's gonna be like a. I think he's going to be like Algier here. 15 carries, 75 yards, and a touchdown. That's going to be a good day for, for Montier. Yeah, I, I think that's the dream, but he'll probably end up somewhere just below that bar. Most yeah. likely, but considering how some of the other running backs have been, we will take, You'll take that. it. You will freaking yeah. take that, yeah. I I don't have Monty in my running back two <clears> spot. <throat> I do have him in one of my uh, flex spots, but my running back two is going to be Ramondre. And because, right. oh like boy, that. oh boy, did Miami give up a bunch of rushing yards. 
Yeah. And I think Ramondre and Zeke actually would be a pretty good combo to kind of slow things down. I think that's going to be an emphasis that uh, um, Billy O'Brien and uh, Belichick are going to make is to try and keep Tua and company off the field. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. I think that's a good pick. It's a really good pick. Um, Mine is Javante Williams. I know he's being worked into this offense, and he's kind of split in time with uh, Samaje Piran. Is that how you say it? Yep. Um, But I love that he he got six targets during last game. And, you know, yeah, he only had a 45% snap snap, uh, rate, but he he averaged four yards per carry. He was solid. Like he, he was, he was solid. solid. I watched and, that. You know, he, he, really he got he got some decent touches. Yeah. Um, I think they're just gonna work him back in. And yeah. I I think he's gonna become he might not become a Bell Bell cow, but I think he's gonna take a majority of the snaps. Uh, I mean the either is- this upcoming week or the week after. You know they're going to be working him into this offense. I mean, he so, gets he gets Washington as a tough front four, but I mean that's something mm-hmm. where, yeah, I definitely think Champagne can get him worked in. But the fact of forty five percent, but they snaps, were using him, they were using yeah. him for a lot of checkdowns, outlet passes, yeah. and that's something that Russ likes, which helps exactly. because if exactly. anything, Washington's corners are not are not the greatest. So other than curl, oh yeah, curls. Curl's nice with it. I ain't gonna lie. Curl's a freaking but, beast, dude. But in, in our that, IDP run, oh my god, Curl went off. Yeah, yeah. But in the forty-five percent snaps, nineteen touches still. Yeah. yeah. So that's yep. incredible to see. All Which, right, that is so, the big I won my week one matchup, Ryan. Is our really? Our that's new funny. Because in yeah. my league. Freaking Reese Hall came out of nowhere and Josh Allen crumbled under pressure. And then I just need to figure out yeah. our league, this league that we're talking about. But I think I'll be okay. And then in the other one, just my entire team's hurt. I didn't have Kelsey, I didn't have Judy, and I didn't have Cooper Cup. Yeah, so that I'm... killed me not having Kelsey or Mandrews. No, yeah, you know, that, those are majority of my fantasy teams either have Kelsey, Mandrews. Or um, I was oh, trying to shoot. play with scotch tape, holding my yeah, team. Yeah, yeah. I, it was, it was. I will tell you in in our in our dynasty league, I am looking for another tight end just because likely and Chico Conquo did combined for one point four points. Yeah. So like literally, yeah. like and one of those points went to. That hurt. <laughs> yeah. Yep. It hurt. Luckily, yeah. luckily, uh, Paul had. Josh Allen, and I held on, but li- literally, it it was rough, man. I ain't gonna lie, it well, was uh, rough. Why the wide receiver ones? I think that's the only thing we're yeah. missing in flexes. Yeah. yeah so our second flex, depending on uh, flex or wide receiver two, I think we all have the similar one. I'm gonna start with Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase gets Baltimore. It's not a guarantee if uh, Marlon Humphrey's going to play. If anything we saw from the Ravens defense, they are going to let teams dink and dunk and hope they make a mistake uh, on a long play drive. And I think that's going to help Burrow and company get into get into rhythm. Um, I still I still have the Ravens winning the game by a very, very slight margin, but. Mm-hmm. But I do think Jamar Chase, if he gets a touchdown or not, it's going to have a really good day. It's it's going to be yeah. like a 11 to 13 catch for 80-something yards is how I'm It sure. should be. It should be. Yeah. Uh, I'm taking Diggs. In good that call. Good call. Matchup. You know, I, like, right. Josh, I think that this team is just not happy with week one. And – they're hopefully going to come out with something to prove. They should come out with something to prove because now they do. Because everyone's been talking about Buffalo to the Super Bowl, Buffalo to the Super Bowl. This is their year. It's been their year since 1993. So, <laughs> you know, you, well, at some point you either need to make it happen or it's you're a nobody. not going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I agree with that. I agree with that. That's a good pick. I think he's, I think he's going to do well this week. 
Yeah, uh, I liked I liked what I saw last night. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Dig so, it. yeah, yeah. So, um, my wide receiver one is the wide receiver one so far this year, Mister Tyree Kill. Um, I I know I'm I'm throwing a a, a bomb trying to put him in Those my two. lineup um, against yeah against New England. It it might be a little rough, but then again, I mean, I mean Tyree historically, Kill, Terry Kill has only struggled against one yeah. one person, and that is yeah. one Bill Belichick. I mean, I'll, I'll bring true. it up here. Terry Kill last year against New England, eighteen points. To then the next time they played him, he had fifteen. Twenty twenty one. Um, I don't think he played them at all. And I'll double check. No. I know. Well, you still take eighteen points, but yeah, that's just yeah, exactly. I but, don't think he'll hey, go for 50. who knows who knows what's going to happen. Oh that, yeah, no, I don't think he's going to go for fifty either. But he, I think he's still going to be wide a wide receiver one this this week. I don't think he's going to, you know, slump. But that that may just be me. Um, um, so that's my wide receiver one. I, I like the choice. So, I mean, Ethan's wide receiver, two we have talked about is Michael Pittman. Uh, we have also Ryan, uh, me and Ryan's wide receiver, two we have talked about is Calvin Ridley. Guys, who so, is our tight end? Oh, oh, sorry, tight end. I completely yeah. skipped over that. I want to go last. Okay. I'll, then I'll go first. Okay. My tight end is going to be Darren I Waller against Arizona. And when Arizona trades away the one person, that can cover tight ends on that team. To to the Giants, might I add you? I think Waller's going to have a good day. Uh, the Giants really need to get right game. Yeah. I mean, it just yeah. depends if they're going to decide to show up or not. Because they did not show up on Sunday. Yep. They did mm-hmm. not. Which, they got caught their pants down. Was, was, that, was, that in, was that in Dallas or was that uh, no, in New York? I'm pretty sure that was in Dallas. No, that was in MetLife. That was in MetLife. Which, all right, so I would like to bring that up. That that MetLife had two games back-to-back. I do find that interesting if the NFLPA wants to get mad at them for scheduling. Oof. We also had the first uh, MetLife season-ending injury with Rodgers. It did not take long, unfortunately. MetLife has claimed many a knees and Achilles. Many, 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 many. More than any other stadium in the NFL. That is that a is true, true. And then an NFL exec said there has there's no stats to uh, quantify that, except for the stat that quantifies that. Exactly. <laughs> All right, Brian, who's your tight? <laughs> Okay, I'm going with Travis Kelsey. If he plays, so, but if you he plays, it. you're locking in Kelsey right plays, now. I'm locking in Kelsey. I know. I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm doing. He's taking I'm, a shot. I'm going with Kelsey. Well, hold so, on. I, I, I am kind of taking. Listen, if he plays, it'll shot. pay off. If he doesn't play, it'll hurt. It as, will I, hurt. as I have and learned. Yeah, it'll hurt, but I I am sticking with it. Oh, I learned too with the whole Goddard bull crap. Oh, that was a thanks for that, Billy. Yeah, I lost. I I lost to Connor. I lost to uh, Connor in another league because out of nowhere, Goddard just goose eggs, and you're just like, what? Why? Why? It's like what happened here? He entered the matrix. He must have. I am currently. I'm taking Hunter Henry. Um, I'm uh, let, let, let's just let's just let's just talk brass tacks here, boys. I'm, I'm I'm thinking Hunter Henry this week. Um, I mean Mac Jones has always liked him. He was just touchdown dependent, but you know if if Bill O'Brien has really fixed this offense the way it looked this last week against Philly, <clears throat> Hunter Henry is. Is could be sorry, not is, but could be a legit, you know, top tight end this year. Could very well because he was a top, wasn't he a top tight end? Uh, I think the one year Josh McDaniels had Mac Jones. Yep, 
Yeah, he was up there in the top 10. I think he was eight. I think he was tied in eight or seven, something like that. Yeah, and it was very touchdown dependent. So Mac Jones does like tight ends. Um, let's see. I I will that's our second flex. I think it's the only thing we have left. All yep. right. I changed I changed mine. I just want to be transparent on this. No, okay. you had to change mine. You recorded. Uh-uh. No change. No, no, no. Oh, no, no, course, no. You changed course, it right. in the middle. No. Of you course, changed I, it in the middle last week. Yeah, yeah. Right, I, I, right. That's fair. That's fair. But Ryan, until I am, I am say, laughing that you picked this person. It. Until we say it, it's not set, set in stone. All right. I'm okay. I'm okay with that rule, Ryan. I'm before, just laughing. We started recording because Josh wanted to make a change. And I said, once we hit record, no changes. No, no, that wasn't that way last week. It's right, not going to change week two. Right? We, we can, even though we talked mm-hmm. about it before the episode, but Dream whatever. Lineups, games, I see. So I didn't. I didn't hear that. So. Ryan will do whatever he wants whenever he feels like it. Yeah. All right, it says, "Who's your flex?" I am. All right. So uh, my flex one is. Nico Collins versus right. Indianapolis I, this week. I had I had him in my lineup. Though I yeah. will say because I did I did watch the uh Ravens and Houston game in its entirety. Yeah. I was really I Stroud just doesn't have the confidence to make the tight throws yeah. just yet. But I mm-hmm. think even with the loss last week, it, it it was not as bad as people would make it out to be. No. Um his security yeah. blanket 100% is Robert Woods. I think yeah. Robert Woods is going to – him and Nico Collins were just back and forth, back and forth. Nico Collins, mm-hmm. I think, did a really good job. and He should do a well, lot. Well, I mean, when you, get, when you get 11 targets, that, that shows that, you know, your QB trusts you and wants to throw it to you. So I, I want to explain my, my transition to Nico Collins. I did have Christian Watson, and, you know, he, he was out week one with a, uh, a hamstring injury, and those 10 – to linger and that's why i i quickly i was like oh my gosh wait he's out i gotta pick somebody else so you know um that's why i i transitioned to nico because he was kind of a backup of mine that i was thinking about so the the last flex that we need to talk about because we already talked about Pittman, uh, and then you can talk about oh no i think we already covered both of your flexes already Sorry, yeah. Josh. Yeah, no, you're you're yeah. good. Uh, just for uh, just to kind of remind people, my flexes are David Montgomery and Michael Pittman. Yeah, just because. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I had nowhere else to go that I could think of made sense for my other flex. That's the only reason why this person is my flex, but it's Brian Robinson. Because I mean, if if they're going to give him the ball, like you might as well just get on board. I don't like it. I think it's stupid. Ron Rivera sucks. He's a terrible football coach. He should have retired. He should have been kicked out when the last uh, heir apparent was kicked out. For some reason, they still want him in Washington. He sucks. He's horrible. He's even horrendous. Um, okay. But if he's going to keep sure. handing the ball to Brian Robinson, I'm he can be my flex. E- Ethan, can I give you a proposition here? Okay, what's up, buddy? I will let you Don't change. So I will let you change this Brian Robinson flex pick if mm-hmm. I tell you the player now. And if you agree to it, you can change okay. it. Okay. Zay Flowers. I'll, I agree to that. I agree to it. Do I want to change to Zay Flowers? Change, yes. I will give you the opportunity to change to Zay Flowers if you agree to it. We should make that a segment on here. Giving, giving you really options like this. Are you really? Uh, I, I will. I will give Are you the you week really one committed? stats. That's that's funny. Uh, I uh, will give you the Zay Flower stats: eighty-four percent of snaps, ten targets, nine uh-huh. catches, seventy-eight yards. Yeah, you know, just because I don't like Brian Robinson, I'll 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 rock with it. All righty, I will. Let's lock that in. I'll lock that in for you, E. I, all right, all right. We'll see it. And I bring it up because that was my one takeaway from a really putrid offensive effort against uh, for the Ravens is that Zay Flowers is by far and away the best receiver on the team, and it's not close. Well, and I was telling you this offseason, Zay Flowers. That's why I traded. That's why I lost my Puka Nakua pick to get to grab uh, Zay Flowers. Yes, (laughs) and you did as you were as you should have, as you're supposed to, and as you should have. As as I should have. 
Because Puka's not going to last. He's going to have flash in the pans, but Puka's not going to last. All right. Well, John. Well, guys, that's it. That's week two. Let's stream lineups. Week two. We have a lot to figure out, as I'm sure everyone else does. Yep. Thank you again for everyone listening to week two's edition of the Last Place Fantasy Football Podcast, listening to our week one recap our uh, big questions and our week two dream lineups. You can find us at last place FP on all uh, platforms, Apple, Spotify, YouTube, so on and so forth. Uh, Be prepared. We do have, we're going to have another small episode coming out Sunday morning about the top news and injuries that you need to worry about and how for, uh, for you to pivot. Uh, So just be on the lookout for that. We're going audio only for those just because we want to get it to you as quick as we can. Signing off. So you can also hear our sultry voices. Exactly. 100%. And Ethan's was last week. It's going to be me uh, this week, and we'll be able to tell you that. Now, Ethan, what else do we need to tell our audience? Uh, I mean, something you need to never forget. Because sometimes you're right, and sometimes you're right. And sometimes you win dream lineup. And I don't want to hear that. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, have a good <laughs> one, everybody. Because we're Ryan. <laughs> have a good one, everybody. And we will see y'all for uh, for news and injuries. And then next week. Have a good one.